What number is this, Chip? Zilch. What number is this? Seven <laughs> A. <laughs> what number is this, Ken? <laughs> Zilch 125, Anita Williams Weinberg from Along Came Jones Media, and Monkey News. And more. Always more. Okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. Zilch. 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 You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. And today, we're going to talk about Along Came Jones, the monkey's Christmas party, and just some cool stuff that is happening. And on the other end of the horn, we have Anita Williams-Weinberg from Along Came Jones Media. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Now, for people who may not know, you do a lot of stuff behind the scenes for the Jones ladies, the Jones estate, and for one David Thomas Jones. I do. Um, I, I've For the last uh, several years, I've kind of flown below the radar on a lot of stuff. I started out helping the girls out with DJMF, fundraising, merchandise development, digital marketing, and then I added the Davy Jones um, to stuff that I work on and do a lot for him. And this year we were really excited. We, we started the first annual Global Monkeys Day on September 12th. And that was just an amazing day and everybody had a lot of fun. We're also now working together on projects for Along Came Jones Media. Fantastic. And you have an amazing new book out. The, the lovely Jones ladies and the Davy Jones estate along came Jones Media has mm-hmm. this really cool book out now. It's called When the World and I Were Young. Mm-hmm. And you kind of helped put that together. Can you tell us how that project started and how it came to be? Yeah, we were organizing a lot of the, the items in the girls' personal collection relating to their dad. I was down in Santa Barbara working with them. The cute story that's involved in that is the fact that the storage facility that they're using for all of their collections is actually a converted horse stall. So mm. it fits right in with the, with the whole uh, Davy horse DJMF vibe. Mm-hmm. So we have we had all these materials in this horse stall, and we were working to just kind of, you know, once and for all, see what was there and, and kind of try and organize and, and catalog everything that they have in their personal collection. And, you know, we were opening boxes and, and you know, taking notes. And, and um, I opened a box and there was a bunch of little square snapshots, pretty much the same kind of snapshots like your parents and your grandparents all had in the 60s and 70s, little color snapshots. And I thought, well, these are cool. And, and I, my eye got drawn to them because, you know, it is pictures of, you know, like pictures of my childhood that I've seen a million times. Only, you know, I, I started looking through them and I started seeing that, that this, was, this was kind of the story of something. And so we pulled them all out and realized it was really special when I started pulling out photos and, you know, Jimi Hendrix was on them. <laughs> And they were pictures that I hadn't seen before because, as you know, in the 90s, Mickey did a snapshot book with some snapshots that were from that 1967 summer tour. And, uh, you know, everybody would seen a lot of those. And there have been a few other photos that are floating around on the web from time to time. But these were things that I had never seen before anywhere. And so I knew they were really special. And we we started um, setting them aside and turns out there were about 500 photos, that's, that's me just guesstimating, eyeballing it, from that 1967 summer tour. 
uh, as I went through them um, with them, I said, okay, this is, this is more special than you see at first glance. This is, this is a book. These, these are photos that people are going to want to see. So we got started and got organized, and um, we started working on a book. Mm-hmm. The name of the book is When the World and I Were Young, Snapshots from the Collection of Davy Jones. Once upon a time in 1967, there were four boys who went on a mind-blowing adventure, and they captured it all on film. When the World and I Were Young, Snapshots from the Collection of Davy Jones, is the story of the monkey's 1967 summer tour, told through more than 80 never-before-seen images of the monkeys and their friends, including Stephen Stills, Jan Berry, Henry Diltz, and the Jimi Hendrix Experience. When the World and I Were Young is the first project from Along Came Jones Media, available now at Amazon.com. To kind of set the stage on how this all happened back in the day, this, this, this takes place during the summer of 1967, correct? Yes. And the monkeys were on their, their first major tour, and this was the tour with Jimi Hendrix, as you mentioned earlier. And this was mm-hmm. at the height of monkey mania. Yeah, this is pretty much the peak of the insanity right here. And the boys were traveling. They had just learned how to play as a band and do mm-hmm. that. And they're, they're, they're playing and they're doing this thing. And Mike has the great idea to buy everybody Kodak Instamatic 104 cameras, right? Yeah. According to we, uh, the, the forward to this book was written by the amazing legendary rock photographer, Henry Diltz, who is always been an amazing friend to the Jones family. And he wrote the foreword and he mentions in the foreword that Mike had one and he ended up buying them for everybody. It was, you know, flash cubes everywhere. (laughs) It, It sounds like it was, you know, everybody had a camera in their hand and you can see in the book a lot of times in the pictures that there'll be pictures of them, and most of them have a little camera hanging off their wrist or in their hand. There was one picture in the archive that actually didn't make the book, and it's Mike taking a picture of someone taking a picture of him. Mm. <laughs> they were just standing out on a hotel balcony taking a picture of each other taking a picture. There is some early examples of selfie art going on in there. <laughs> so. As a matter of fact, that's the cover. Yeah, the cover is uh, David standing in a hotel room facing a mirror and just snapping a picture of himself. I am grateful to him that his flash did not go off because (laughs) we wouldn't have had that cover shot if his flash had gone off. So thank you for for having a failed flash cube that one time. Appreciate that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, So but there are a lot of those. There's a a picture of Peter taking a picture of himself in a bathroom mirror. You know, just the cameras were just always, always there. And the way Henry describes it in the foreword is, you know, since everybody had these things, they would just kind of ambush each other and jump into a room. And they had four good flashes before they had to change the cube. So they would jump in the room and they would go flash, 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 and, you know, just capture what they could. So there are a lot of pictures that are, you can tell, are in quick succession that are very similar but slightly different, just from somebody, you know, jumping out of a, a hotel room closet and taking pictures. Mm. Now, this is from June through August. So this is when mm-hmm. what we think of the swing in 60s, this was it, right? And it, it, it didn't swing much harder than this, Ken. Right. And I understand that the monkeys are filmed with some beauty queens. Yeah, there there are some pictures that I mean these didn't make the book. There was there was no uh there was no actual monkey in the picture. Mm. But apparently at some point it was probably some kind of a meet and greet that was arranged by somebody and there's a couple of photos of some um, international beauty queens. There's there's a girl from Scotland, there's Greece, Wales, Ireland, India. And they're all wearing the sashes that indicate. They've all got the sashes. Yeah, there yeah. Were, and there are two or three of them. I can't quite see what their sash said. I've, I've tried. I've tried, Ken. But I, I couldn't see what their sashes said. So those will be the, the unknown beauty queens from now on. But um, yeah, they, and they posed. And, you know, one of the guys snapped a couple of pictures of them. 
Amazing. Now, <laughs> you got to play monkey archaeologist here, right? Because you got to look at these pictures that haven't been seen by the public ever. Yeah, never. I mean, when they went from city to city, they would go have their film developed from the last city. Mm -hmm. And then they would, you know, trade the pictures back and forth. And, you know, they would have copies made for each other. So if there are duplicates of these photos out there somewhere, you know, they either disappeared long ago or they're, you know, Peter Tork's attic or, <laughs> you know, you never know um, where these things are going to end up getting stored. So, but fortunately, David was, uh, you know, he had a little bit of a pack rat in him and he uh, kept a lot of great things over the years that he gave to his daughters. So it's great that we have these. And, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful to him for having, uh, having had the organizational skills to hang on to these and keep them safe. Mm -hmm. Now, these pictures, they go back to when the monkeys were on tour. Yes. And, and we see Jimi Hendrix and we see them backstage. We see all of this. But we also see them just hanging out, like, for example, the monkeys with the Jimi Hendrix experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that famous boat trip that many people have seen a couple of pictures of, and that took place on Sunday, July 9th, 1967. It was just a little day trip that they took on a boat. I think it was when they were in Miami, and uh, Hendrix was there, and Noel Redding and Mitch Mitchell were there. A lot of the, the guys from the show, the stand-ins were there, um, David Price, Rick Klein, those guys. They also traveled with their hairdresser, a guy named Michael Graber, and some friends whose names people might be familiar with, Bill Chadwick, of course, everybody knows, Charlie Rocket, and uh, Nico Colas, who is an artist. And of course, the stand-ins, they were with them. Yeah, they were, they were all there on the tour. And David Price, David Pearl, Rick Klein, Bruce Barber, Michael's um, then brother-in-law and stand-in, was there on the trip. Yeah, it's really kind of a who's who of, of monkey people. Ward Sylvester was there. And then, you know, some people who are not monkey people or, you know, who are monkey adjacent, maybe. Like Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills, yeah. And that was a really unexpected photo that I found. And I was, I mean, I, I knew his relationship with Peter. And so I, it didn't surprise me that he would be in the box, but I just wasn't thinking about him. And I pulled the picture out and, and at first I looked at David cause David was in the picture, but then in the foreground there's Steven Stills. And I thought, wow, that's, that's crazy. And, and I confirmed, you know, this is Steven Stills, right? <laughs> and, and sure enough it was. And, um, you know, there are quite a few pictures of the sundowners who were, um, who opened for them. And um, Lynn Randell, who was uh, kind of Australia's first uh, female pop star in mm. the 60s. Apparently, she's originally from England. She was from Liverpool, born in Liverpool, but grew up in Australia. And so um, Australia claimed her as the first Australian female pop star. And she was on the tour and she held her own, you know. I mean, that that had to be a crazy time to be the the only female performer on the tour. I'm sure I'm sure she had a lot of interesting experiences and, and had a lot of fun. I'll bet. Now, you can almost sense the energy uh, looking at this, that like they were almost in attack mode when they'd hit the rooms and they'd do this thing where they'd just shoot one another with the cameras and they'd have four shots before they had to reload the flash, right? Right. <laughs> so you see a bunch of images in quick succession and mm -hmm. you get an idea of how much fun this had to be. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the camera was as, as much a part of the tour as any of the people really, it, it kind of became, came an observer and it was great because you're seeing it from their perspective and it, it gives you a feeling of what it was actually like to be there because it, it, you know, this wasn't the um, publicity department from the record company or mm -hmm. from the TV studio taking these pictures. And these were definitely not professional photos. These are, were snaps. And, you know, it's everything from what went on inside the airplanes when they were flying from place to place to 
hotel antics to, you know, them sitting in a car that's being mobbed by fans, you know, just getting that picture. And, you know, the fans were very, very excited. And even though they were just really, really, you know, young kids and teenagers and even younger, um, it could get a little scary when there's, you know, 2000 of them rocking your car. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll bet. Well, let's let's listen to a bit of what the Monkey Mania sounded like. Let's let's listen to something off the Rhino release, Monkeys Live 1967, and let's check out the Monkeys Live. <laughs> Why, why don't you all kind of sit down? Because then we can start. Because we're not going to start unless you all sit down, you know. Fire regular. Because, uh, you know, like, you got to sit down. we got this huge we show. Have, like, we're going to be here for... An hour. Hey, listen, we're going to be here for about an hour. So A whole hour. Sit down. Sit down, then, and relax. Take a load off. Out of way. You've, you've really got to sit down, you know. What can you do? What can you do? What's the name of the song? Never forget it. some exciting news for the Zilch listeners and for people on the Zilch Facebook page. You're doing a giveaway. We are. Just for uh, Zilch listeners, we've got a couple of books to give away. A couple? Yes. Not one, but two books that we're going to give away. Um, And um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to, to sharing because the Zilch community has always been really, really supportive of David and 
you know, his, his con- contribution to the monkeys and the girls and I just were really excited to be able to, you know, give some exclusives to, to the zilch folks because you're all so great and so enthusiastic. Well, should we tell them how they can win? Do we know how they can win, Ken? Sure. If they care, they have to share, right? <laughs> so we're going to have you share this episode, the one that you're listening to right now. Go on Facebook and share this on your own social media. You can share it as many times as you want. And each time you share it, you will be entered for a chance to win a copy of this wonderful book, right? Mm-hmm. So if they care, they should share. That You know, it's just like they taught you in preschool. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Very good. (laughs) Now, you've sent us two pictures that actually didn't make the cut of the book, but they're very rare. They are. We're going to post them on our Facebook page for everyone to look at and enjoy. Do you want to describe the two pictures? Yeah. These actually aren't from that tiny time capsule that most of the pictures in the book are from. They're all the pictures in the book are from. Sorry. As you know, at one point, in the 67 tour, um, they hit Chicago and they did mm-hmm. some filming in what's now called the Rainbow Room, mm-hmm. which later became Oprah Winfrey's Harpo Studios, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You know, they did Daydream Believer in there and they did a lot of other songs that are that became the videos became iconic and, and wildly yeah. popular. You know, people have seen if you if you Google Monkey's Rainbow Room, you can see, you know, some stills from from the sessions there and you can see some professional photographer you know took took a few in there but uh, primarily those are black and white and this actually though is one I'd never seen before and it's again a snapshot Kodak Instamatic snapshot and it's Mickey sitting behind his drum kit in the rainbow room and it was kind of a wow when I pulled that one out of the box, wasn't expecting that and haven't seen it anywhere before. So I wanted to share it with with the Zilch people. And uh, we also have another one that uh, is from the spring of 1968, actually. This is a little later. And this was taken during the period when they were filming Head. Mm -hmm. And as you know, they did that concert in Salt Lake City when they did Circle Sky. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, during that period, David and Linda sort of snuck away with maybe a couple friends. I'm not exactly sure who was, who else was present. And they did a little bit of skiing. One of the pictures that I have that I'm sharing is a photo of Davey in Utah on the slopes during what I call the head trip when they went over to... Uh, Which could to, have so many meanings, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, but we just call it the head trip. That's kind of an, that's an internal uh, internal label that we put on it. Oh, yeah, the mm-hmm. head trip um, of spring of 1968. And, and he's, he's just wearing the most 60s-tastic ski gear. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, if anybody's familiar with Mondrian, you know, Partridge Family Bus type of thing. He's <laughs> he's he's got a, a some kind of a ski tunic, multicolored, big blocks of color, and he's on the slopes in his skis. So it's it's kind of interesting. It's not you know something we've ever seen from him before during that time period. So wanted to share that one with you as well because that's kind of a never before seen. It's, you know, he looks like he's having fun and I don't know if I'd ever wear that thing, but, uh, but he, he somehow pulls it off, right? Well, he was quite the fashionista for the time. I mean, he, he had, he had, uh, a, a very wide and really gorgeous wardrobe. He, he, all his life, I think he was very particular about, um, his, clothing and how it was made and how it looked and um he took great care with his wardrobe and so you know it it started early (laughs) now the rainbow room shot with mickey he looks like he's miserable he looks like he's sweating up a storm yeah i get the impression that that studio was not well ventilated (laughs) and you can see the really hot light just above Mickey's head like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't have seen it on camera for the TV show but those things put out a lot of heat but one thing I've never noticed before if you look at the 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 symbols there's tape on the inside 
Mm-hmm. And that's to probably deaden the sound if he hits them, right? It could be, yeah, because it was a lip sync. It's it's just it's so cool to see these photos. We want to thank you for doing that. Now, first off, we should tell people that they should join alongcamejonesmedia.com, right? Yes. If you haven't already, we've got um, a great VIP list over there at alongcamejonesmedia.com. Head over there and just shoot us your email address. We have a little sign-up form. And what we do is when new projects come out, we let those folks know first. Mm. You know, obviously we want everybody to know, but, you know, they're to, especially like when this book finally uh, hit online and was available for sale, we made sure that our mailing list, our VIPs knew first. So highly recommend getting on that. And we'll also be keeping you updated with future plans because we have a lot of projects that we're thinking about. And I, I think Sarah already mentioned, you know, that we, we've thought about things like documentaries and and stuff like that. And, and so, you know, we'll be able to keep everyone up to date on what our next move will be and let them know first. Fantastic. So if you want to read it before it hits Facebook or Twitter, you can actually get it in your email delivered direct to you from Along Came Jones Media. Again, go to www.alongcamejonesmedia.com. Get on that VIP list. It's definitely worth it. It keeps us updated here on Zilch, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it, and it's the safest way, really, to make sure that you get information because, as everyone probably knows, every time Facebook changes an algorithm, mm-hmm. it changes what you see. So even if you've marked that you want to see uh, you know, posts from Along Came Jones Media or Davy Jones or DJMF, if, you, if you've marked that you want to see those first in your newsfeed, there's no guarantees. Right. Because right. they're always monkeying around with the algorithm. That's true. Now let's let's talk about the cover. We've got Davy taking a selfie of himself from nineteen sixty seven in a hotel room. And then mm-hmm. around him it, it it almost looks like the sixties threw up, right? You've got <laughs> this weird colored paisley and mm-hmm. a bunch of peace symbols and hearts and circles and it, it just yeah. it's it's everything you would expect from like yellow submarine or the side of a hippie van. So yeah. that's there. And it's got this cool font that says when the world and I were young on the front. And then along the, there's a green ridge just above the the photo. It says snapshots from the collection of Davy Jones. Correct. Yeah. And um, we used the the font that is uh, similar to the original, one of the original monkeys fonts that they used. Yes. And then for the background and the interior design, uh, we worked with a very um, talented designer named Heidi uh, Martila Lozier, and she just did a great job uh, designing this for us. She just couldn't have done a better job. Um, she she made a design that looked, you know, authentically 60s without kind of being too cliched. So, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to her. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to um, a few other people. Um, number one, who was such a help with the book, um, Linda Haynes Jones, David's first wife. Mm-hmm. She was there, <laughs> you know, for a lot of that. And so she was able to help me put a lot of the photos in context and provide some background information. And every once in a while, you know, there was somebody that I just couldn't identify. And and she did a great job of that. She sat with me for hours and we went over stuff. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, Linda, for that. Also important to recognize Henry Diltz and Gary Strobel. Of course, Henry, you know, wrote our fantastic forward to the book, and he also provided us with the graphic on the forward page that he had originally handwritten um, in 1967 for an article that appeared in Tiger Beat. Mm-hmm. And the the interesting thing about that is when this little graphic of Henry's handwriting was featured in this article called My Friends the Monkeys um, that Henry wrote, Tiger Beat decided that they were going to also provide a translation <laughs> below it because they didn't think the fans would would be able to read Henry's handwriting because Henry has a very beautiful, very artistic script. It, it's not anything you see anywhere. If you've seen photos that you know Henry has autographed for people, his handwriting is very distinctive. 
But we just decided to let it be as it was and, and let people enjoy it as Henry had intended. I don't think he had intended for the the translation to run with it in the magazine. So we wanted to run it as he had originally intended. But he was very generous in remembering and writing about this time. And Gary Strobel, who manages his archives, um, has also been extremely generous helping us pull this book together. So I wanted to make sure that we give credit to those two as well. Very good. I know that we've talked about like some of the, the photos that have been snapped. Like For example, there's Mickey and Mike leaning over the hotel balcony shooting each other, correct? I think they're contemplating their next move. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah, Mike's wearing the the famous Triumph t-shirt that mm-hmm. he wears all over the place and uh, Mickey's just wearing some cutoffs and they're on a hotel balcony. Um and it's funny cuz you think, you know, oh, pop stars, rock stars that they were staying in these really high-end fantastic you know, super expensive five-star hotels. You mean but, the Ritz Swank Hotel? Yeah, exactly. And but you know, it it looks like they were just staying in you know a regular hotel, like you know your parents might have taken you to when you were driving across the country to visit grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably a little more upscale than that. But back in the '60s, you know, rock stars stayed at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> they they weren't they weren't necessarily you know a lot of rock stars notoriously got kicked out of the Holiday Inn. So um, That's when you knew you were a rock star, was when you got kicked out of the Holiday Inn. I know. The monkeys maybe should have tried a little harder and gotten themselves kicked out. They never got kicked out of a Holiday Inn, as far as I know. There's a, a photo of, of Michael and Mickey on a hotel balcony. Just, you know, they got their cameras ready, and they're they're talking about something. We got pictures of of Mike. Um, there's, there's a picture here of Michael taking a picture of someone who obviously was taking a picture of him at the same time on a hotel balcony. Photo fight. Yeah, it it was, yeah, it was like a food (laughs) fight with flash cubes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we've got a lot of great photos. We've got, um, some of the ones that I, I really like, there's uh, there's one picture that I, I particularly love because it looks like it came out of GQ and it looks like it could completely stand it alone today. It's a picture from the, the party on the boat mm-hmm. and it's David Price, who of course was one of the stand-ins and he's just kind of leaning forward. He's got a cigarette between his fingers. He's wearing some really cool sunglasses. He's got a can of Schlitz sitting next to him. <laughs> only the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it just, it looks like something that could be, you know, in a fashion magazine. He just, he looks amazing. There's a lot of great sixties fashion that you can see. Somebody had a, a pair of bell bottoms that had bright red stripes up the backs of the legs and up over their booty. So <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah. And also the, the, the great picture that, that we have in here of Jan Barry from Jan and Dean, um, who was on uh, part of the tour, from what I understand, as David's guest. They were mm-hmm. friends. And this was not long out, probably about a little over a year out from his terrible accident where he had the um, head injury that affected him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he and David were very good friends. And, you know, David David worked with him uh, to help him you know, kind of come back. They, they were very close during that period of time. And he was, you know, helping him learn to read and learn to write and had him along on the tour. There's, there's a article that Ann Moses, I believe, wrote about it at the time. And it's on her Facebook page, if you go take a look at that, where she talks about the relationship and Jan being on that tour and, and her seeing Jan on the tour. But there's a picture here of, of David just, you know, kind of play wrestling with him and you know Mm. i i can imagine that that was just great for jan to just be treated very normally like one of the guys you know on the trip so that's it shows david's heart yeah it's kind of a sweet picture of of the two of them you know they're obviously having fun and speaking of hearts uh we should say that the monkeys are not just hanging out with the boys in this there's pictures of mickey with uh with someone why don't you talk about that yeah, we've got the girl in the yellow dress here. Mm. Um, this was uh, right around the time that Mickey and Samantha were getting to know each other, and she uh, came along on the trip 
And I don't know if she got more than she bargained for on that trip or not. But yeah, there there's some wonderful pictures of them, you know, primarily uh, airplane pictures, sitting on the plane, talking, just getting to know each other, really. It's it's a sweet little slice of, of them, you know, getting to know each other. I mean, how not a lot of people have that of, you know, of their, their parents, capturing that really early days of them getting to know each other's. Courting. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there they are. And it, it's just really, really sweet. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, yesterday we were talking about how unique and special it was that Jimi Hendrix was on the tour because we take a lot of things for granted and though we still have so much work to do as far as uh, harmony among the people but it it really was kind of shocking that the monkeys took Jimi Hendrix and the Jimi Hendrix experience out on tour because back then it was strictly almost forbidden we had segregated audiences for things and uh forward thinking people like the monkeys and the beatles made sure mm-hmm. that to include people you want to speak on that a little bit yeah yeah it's it's a it's a well documented fact that that the beatles were insistent when they toured the united states and when they toured in the south in the 60s that they didn't have uh, segregated audiences and any place that did have a segregated audience, the Beatles just said, sorry, and they didn't play there. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the guys were just so impressed by the talent of this guy that, you know, they, they just really wanted to, to help him kind of break into the, the United States because, you know, England already kind of knew about him. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there there've been a lot of cases over the years of of bands that had to had to go to England in order to come back to America and have success and Hendrix was one of the first of those so you know they they really wanted to champion him here in the United States and it became apparent after a while that you know maybe they weren't the best vehicle for it and but it you know it didn't dim their their passion for his talent at all in any way um so, you know, it's it's great that that he was on the tour and it's, you know, you you got to give him uh, credit for sticking with it as long as he did. You know, he didn't make the whole tour, but, you know, he he did stick it out for for quite a few dates. And, um, you know, it was just it was great. And the rest is history. Yeah. And the photos really convey that spirit of camaraderie and respect. And it just looks like a fun hang. Yeah, uh, the day on the boat, um, especially those those photos are are really great because you really have just everybody on that boat. Um, <laughs> there's there are people who who you know look like you know what you would call the establishment or what they would have called the establishment. There there are a few guys that uh, with you know kind of uh, suspiciously short hair <laughs> on the boat. There are you know, just the, the guys who are in the monkeys, you know, so-called posse, the, the stand-ins and, you know, Michael Graber, the hairdresser and other friends and, and people from the show. And then, uh, Hendrix and, um, Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding are there. Um, and they're just, it's just looks like it's just a really casual day there. You know, there's a guy with a guitar who's, you know, strumming away in the sunshine and, you know, they're girls working on their tan and guys sitting around talking and guys looking at girls working on their tans. Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, some of the pictures that didn't make the cut, you know, were just like, you know, somebody taking a bunch of pictures of girls in bikinis. But, mm. you but know, since you're not putting out a book of when the world and I were young, pictures of girls in bikinis. It was right. probably the, the smart editorial. Yeah, <laughs> probably smart editorial. Yeah, I mean, I, I have enough for a, for a book like that, but I don't think you know anybody would really buy that. <laughs> but yeah, the, so the, it, it does. It looks just like a really cool, relaxing day, floating around on the water, and and everybody just you know kind of having a nice time. It's, it's not all show business, right? Poor David Pearl. You want to tell that story? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure how he got saddled with this job, but there's a whole series of photos and I only included one just to 
you know, <laughs> spare, spare him any embarrassment. But they obviously said, hey, you know, who's going to shine the boots for the show tonight? And they all were wearing uh, kind of white patent leather stage boots. Very, very pretty. But, you know, you got to keep white clean, right? Mm -hmm. And so David Pearl must have drawn the short straw. And uh, there's a handful of pictures, probably, I don't know, six or eight of them, of him with this growing group of white monkey boots on the floor and he's sitting on the toilet in the bathroom and he's cleaning the boots. So I included one of those in because, you know, eventually stuff's got to get done, right? You know? Mm -hmm. And so he was, he was uh, assigned to clean the boots and I'm sure he did a fine, fine job. Well, that's showbiz, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's glamorous. Some days you're on a boat with Jimi Hendrix and some days you're shining the boots on a toilet. Yeah, there you go. In 1967, it was all possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We want to remind people that they need to go to www.alongcamejonesmedia.com. You can find out how to get this book there. And you can also get it just about anywhere that fine books are sold. But you can also get it on Amazon. And I have a great idea. What? I think that since if you buy two of them, that pretty much gives you free shipping, right? Um, I think so. So you know what you should do is you should get one for yourself and get one for another monkey's friend. What do you think? Does that sound like a cool idea? Christmas is coming. That's right. I mean, you've got the monkey's Christmas CD, and there's some other things that are happening that we're going to be talking about soon, and it would be so cool to gift someone this. Or maybe you want to tell the Santa in your life, hey, this is the book I want. Here it is on Amazon. Snag it. Yeah. Add it to your wish list. Um, yep. And, you know, with all the monkey stuff that's that's floating around this season, um, you could even make someone a monkey basket. That's true. Oh, that's a great idea. Or a barrel. Yeah, a barrel full of monkeys. Oh, gee, a that barrel. <laughs> it so, goes so well. And that thing with the... <laughs> so there it is. I'd like to read a review because one of the coolest things you can do is leave a review on Amazon. And I'd like to read this review, if that's okay. Sure. This is from Jen. She writes, I am forever a daydream believer. I was a child of the 60s and early 70s. The monkeys were a huge part of that time for me. Davy Jones helped make my childhood easier. Who could not have loved that man? I followed his career until he sadly left us. This book, those pictures, made me feel like I was there. I could close my eyes and see the good times. The pictures are beyond sentimental. It brought me back to a kinder, gentler time. Though I'm older now, this book will forever remind me that Davy made me feel like a homecoming queen. I could not be happier seeing his happiness. It's a five-star review, and that's pretty cool. I think it's great when fans uh, express themselves that way. It's, it's really neat. And, and it's getting really good reviews on Amazon, by the way. Yeah, thank you, Jen, for that review. And, and anybody who has received the book and has enjoyed it, we would love it if you would go up to Amazon and give us a review because it um, you know, makes it easier for people to find it and it makes it easier for people to want to click Add to Cart. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we will have the link from Amazon in our show notes, so make it mm -hmm. easy for you just to click. You've had some really cool merchandise that all goes to help benefit DJ EMF, correct? Yeah. We've had a lot of success with the Keep Calm and Ride On t-shirts that we've had pretty much since day one with DJ EMF. Those are kind of our iconic, classic DJMF t-shirts that everybody loves. One of the really cool things that you guys did this year was the towel. I couldn't stop talking about the towel this summer. It was so the good. The towel was, yeah, the towel was really a nice piece. We were really impressed. We had that custom designed for DJMF. We try to do about one monkey-themed piece of merchandise a year, and we had the towel, which kind of incorporated design elements from Head and Pisces Aquarius. So that was very cool, and we got it out in time for summer, and and people just really snapped those up this summer. It was great, and they were fantastic quality towels too. God, yeah, they were just thick, very thick. Thick and soft, and yeah, I, I had to keep them away from my kids, or I never would have seen them again. So. Right. <laughs> Plus, they look good on uh, everyone on Facebook. People were posing with their oh, pictures. Yeah. I remember one woman had a picture of her. I think it was Tavia had pictures of her parrot. 
Yep. With her towel. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great to see this be part of people's collections. I, yeah, I was kind of hoping that that a group of people would get together and do like the go go's and have like you know wearing towels and having the towels in their hair and cold cream on their face. Ken, Ken, can you do that? Monkeys Beach Party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Bring the chips, the dips, and the root beer. So exactly, but don't spill it on the towel. That's right. Um, the yeah. So the towel was was a piece that we had earlier. We've also done um, the Rainbow Room sneakers, which were really popular. Um, and then for the 50th anniversary of the monkeys, DJMF did a special limited edition of the little Hello Monkey figures. We had. We had Hello Mike, Hello Mickey, Hello Peter, Hello Davey. And then we also had um, Hello 50 in time for the 50th anniversary tour. So that was very cool as well. Um, and for Christmas, oh. we're going to have um, another piece of monkey-themed merchandise that um, we're not giving away too much information yet. But hopefully by the time um, this hits the airwaves, we will either be almost ready to launch or we'll be launched already with these items. But I think everybody's going to want some. So, you know, if you haven't liked the DJMF page on Facebook, um, get over there and click like so you won't miss out on these because they're only going to be available through the end of the year. So, um, and we'll be coming out with those, like I said, very soon. Absolutely. Well, we want to encourage everyone to get a hold of the new book, When the World and I Were Young, Snapshots from the Collection of Davy Jones. It's out there and it's waiting for you. It's it's a bargain. It's fantastic. We love it and it's great to be to have it be part of your monkey's collection. Now, we're going to kind of talk about a few things, but we're also going to give the monkey news or current events, right? Yep. We were talking about building up a monkey's holiday basket, right? Yep. And the the people who never sleep over at uh, Dolan's and Daughters, they have some holiday ornaments that they're selling. Yeah. And you can get a nice little set, and they're they're made by the gang over there, and it's got three different snowflake designs, and they're branded with the Dolan's and Daughters logo on the reverse side. So get some Mickey on your tree, right? Absolutely. George has been, you know, George has had Mickey out in the garage, cracking the whip on him, getting him to, to crank out these um, holiday ornaments. And um, I, I don't, I haven't had one physically in my hands yet, but I have no doubt that they're beautiful because I have um, their pillar candles that they came out with a few years ago. And they're, they're just beautiful. And, um, you know, they've, they've signed them and everything. You get a certificate of authenticity. And, yeah, they're doing it right, and they know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, Georgia and Mickey are both really experienced woodworkers. So if you haven't taken a look at the Dolan's and Daughters site, I would highly recommend it because it's beautiful stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so unusual, but uh, all of Mickey's uh, girls were daughters. Isn't that weird? It's weird how that, that worked out. How does that work? I know. And gosh, you know, the same for the Jones girls. They all wound up to be daughters. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's, and there's four. Mickey yeah, there's and, four Mickey of them. Mickey and Davey, <laughs> they, had, they had quite a rivalry going there with, with the daughter stuff. They were yeah. they were one up trying to one-up each other with all the daughters, and, you know, it was a tie. So check out www.dolansanddaughters.com and you will find their holiday ornament section. So check that out. And as we speak, everybody is posting pictures of them with their own personal Monkey's Christmas Party CD. Ah, oh, yes. Now the uh, regular version is out and the deluxe version is in Target and uh, everybody's posting pics. That's all I'm seeing today. It's kind of like if uh, if it were snowing pictures of people holding their monkey's Christmas party CDs. So that's very cool. Yeah. I went out and got mine this morning, and let me tell you, Rio Chu, don't miss out on that track because I, I've been waiting for that practically my whole life to be cleaned up and pretty and in my ears, and it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Better than it is, ever. It is clean and crisp, and it's like they're right there in the room with you. So, you know, if you if you were trying to decide whether or not to spring for the deluxe edition with the two additional tracks, do it. Mm -hmm. And we also finally have Christmas is my time of year 
Yep. As part of the official monkeys collection now. So that's great. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think of Davy's tunes on the monkeys Christmas party? Well, maybe I'm biased, but <laughs> um, I think they're great. I mean, uh, Mel Kalikimaka is a, a fantastic song that really doesn't get taken too seriously as a holiday song. And this was originally recorded, um, you know, quite some time back for the Christmas Jones CD. And what they did was they took Silver Bells and Mela Kalikimaka, and they worked with Chip Douglas, I believe, who produced the original recordings. And um, Adam Schlesinger, I think, worked with him and just made them beautiful. Um, the the standout that people keep pointing to is is Mela Kalikimaka, and you know people said, you know, wow, I I didn't really know much about that song, or I hadn't heard that song before, or I didn't you know, like it or made me think of Don Ho. But <laughs> hearing this version of it has really made people stand up and and take notice. His voice sounds fantastic. It's clear and crisp and full of and, energy and crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when wasn't he? But right. you know, <laughs> this record the recordings of him sound so good that and they sound so current. I'm really pleased with the way it, it comes across with the new instrumentation around the songs. Um, I, I had kind of hoped that that would have been what they had done with Love to Love on Good Times. And I was I was a little bummed that they didn't. But having this come out and sound so amazing, I hope they will consider doing that for recordings in the future because I think it's great. And it, it literally sounds like he recorded it last week. It really does. It's great. Yeah, it, very vibrant, and it was the first moment I cried during the Monkees Christmas party. Uh, it was not the last, and um, whether it's hearing him later on the, the, the other track or the version of Rio Chio or Peter Tork, and who would have thought Mike would be such a crooner? I mean, you know, we all thought Michael Nesmith was, oh, he's, he's done with the Monkees, but he's been really involved lately, and kind of glad to see it and you know people are complaining that they don't really necessarily want a holiday album from the monkeys but i think any fan base would be thrilled to get something like this and you know the guys didn't have time to sing on each other's tracks and stuff like that but it's been a very busy summer there's been health problems involved touring all sorts of things we've all been busy they've all been busy but you get what you get, and it's it's nice to have this, don't you think? I think it's better than having it than not, right? Oh, absolutely. I I, I mean, if I were a, a pop star or a rock star, I mean, it's it's not selling out to do a Christmas album. <laughs> it's it's just not, you know. I mean, and Christmas albums are played every year, no matter what. Christmas keeps showing up every year, and you know, five years, ten years, twenty-five years from now somebody's going to play the monkey's Christmas album and somebody's grandson's going to go, Hey, what's that? Stars in the eyes for the first time. Exactly. It's, it's a gateway drug for future generations. <laughs> Plus you can take the monkeys around in your car when you go look at uh, Christmas lights. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that's, I love to torture my kids by doing that every year. <laughs> However you enjoy your holidays, Check this out. And, you know, here's the thing. If you don't like it, don't buy it. But it's out there if you do want it. So Right. You know, don't complain. Just just, just don't buy it if you don't want it, you know, if, if you're not into it. Like, it, like it's one thing if someone has a critical point of view like, uh, I didn't like the way the voice sounds on this, or they could have used a different guitar sound here or something like that. You know what I mean? Those are mm -hmm. Those are things that, that's that's criticism that's that can be warranted or true you know what i mean but just to poo poo the whole thing and yes i did use poo poo in a sentence twice don't now, poo poo but, the monkeys yeah. don't poo poo the monkeys <laughs> but you know if again if you don't if it's not for you it's not for you and you don't need to own it you don't need to have it but uh, right that's that's just something among fans they feel they need to have everything yeah yeah and i just i mean i i wanted to to hear the new tracks. I wanted to hear how they treated David's older tracks 
And I really wanted to hear Ryuchu. I mean, <laughs> I would have bought it just for that, really, honestly, because it's beautiful. And it was great to hear Peter again. So always, yeah, always. Just, just glad He's... to just to, glad to have everyone represented, right? Yeah, and he made it his own. I mean, you don't hear a lot of banjo Christmas music, right? Which maybe that needs to change. Yeah, well, that maybe that'll be for the Peter Tork Christmas album. Mm-hmm. All banjo. Now, we have a couple more pieces of news, if that's okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. Zilch was recently in a podcast tournament, and I know that you know all about it because you and the fine folks over at Davy Jones's Facebook page and the Jones Girls, everybody helped us out, and along with Peter Tork's Facebook presence, and uh, everybody knew about it, and we want to thank everybody for voting for Zilch. It really meant a lot for us because we did not expect to, A, be involved in this contest, B, to last to one of the two final shows that survived. And yeah. just to let everyone know a little bit about it, it was 64 prominent rock and roll heavy metal shows that were picked that, that people thought were of uh, note and that so just to be involved you know like there's uh, eddie trunk famous dj and uh, mm-hmm. chris jericho wrestler who's in a band called fozzy he has he was involved in it and so there are 64 shows picked and most of them tend to be heavy metal and hard rock i think that's fair to say and mm-hmm. uh, zilch wound up in the top two and that was amazing we went up against a gentleman by the name of joshua toomey who has a show called talk to me and he toe-to-toe with us head-to-head however you want to put it but it was the head bangers against the head people so (laughs) (laughs) head bangers against head right so it was uh it was the the monkeys versus the metal joshua we went back and forth but zilch beat through that round and we wound up in the final two and we lost out to ralph and ian over at the rock and metal combat podcast and they send their love and their respect they congratulated us on a job well done and we want to thank them and their listeners for giving us such a contest and we'd like to thank all the zilch facebook users and people who got on board and voted for us. It was a click. That's all we needed, and we really appreciate it. But it was very close. It was less than 40 votes. Yeah, it was super close. I I thought I thought you had it there for a while. I mean, I was really sure. Yeah, it was like the worst game of keep away I've ever been involved in, right? <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations to Ralph and Ian and their wonderful listeners, and congrats to all of us. I mean, no one thought that a Monkey's podcast – would stand with all these famous shows, but it it worked out that way. It just shows yep. you that there's what people tell you that you should like and then what the people actually do like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for all the people that are telling you that you need to like the Eagles, and I love the Eagles, and all the people telling you you're supposed to like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, or whatever, you know, there's people that love the monkeys, and our voices were heard, and that is fantastic. Yeah, I think I think the monkey people are just hardwired to like the monkeys. They they yeah, can't help it. That's true. <laughs> so thank you for helping us out and you you all took second place out of sixty four shows. You did that. You made that happen. So thank We're you. We're number two. That's wow. right. <laughs> it's it's better than being sixty four. Exactly. Will exactly. you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm sixty four? Wrong band. Anyway. Thanks for that, Ken. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anytime. Now, there's something really cool going on, and Zilch is involved, of course. The Monkey's Psychedelic Head returns to Hollywood for its 50th anniversary screening on November 1st. Both Michael Nesmith and Mickey Dolenz will be on hand for a Q&A, and it's going to be exciting. People are all revved up, and it is selling out fast. It is... uh, it's almost full. Yeah, I've heard even like 24 hours in, they were they were half sold out. So I think it's gonna it's definitely gonna sell out. And you know, Jack Nicholson, if you're listening, get your ticket now. Yeah, absolutely. I guess Andrew has found this fantastic new print of the film, and it's got a mono soundtrack going retro, and mm. it's gonna be fantastic. And 
uh, Tim Powers will be there to try to record everything and try to make an episode out of it because it's part of our job to document the times, mm-hmm. uh, the, all monkeys gatherings and goings-ons. And it wouldn't be a monkeys event without zilch buttons, right? Because we, we've been doing this almost nonstop since, well, the Bomb Factory concert. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was the first one that had exclusive zilch buttons, and now these are very special ones. There's only going to be 100 delivered at the venue. There's only going to be 100 of them there that night. So if you want one, you need to see Tim Powers, and he'll be driven crazy by this, I'm sure. But what we did was instead of it having, say, monkeys, monkeys, monkeys around the the edges it says zilch a podcast full of the monkeys so you still have that thing and where it said head it says head but it says head with the red 50 underneath it nice these ones were kind of expensive to have made because they're kind of like a mirror mm-hmm. just like the original head album cover oh the so. kind of iridescent yeah, yeah those are nice and remember i mean you're not completely dressed without a zilch button Right. You're never completely dressed without a zilch button. Now, I wanted to have it say button on it, you know, for like Mickey's drums. Drum, you know, yeah. yeah. It just said drum, right? Mm-hmm. But Christine the Button Queen vetoed that and told me to do that on another button. So maybe someday I'll just put out a button that says button on it. A rogue and, button. Yeah, it'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, she shot it down. So Somebody's got to be the mom, Ken. That's right. Now, here's the thing. If you're saying, well, I'm not going to be there at the uh, Egyptian Theater on November 1st to see the showing of Head on its 50th anniversary, Ken. I'm, I'm not going to be there. What can I do? Well, we're having another 100 made. And what we're going to do is we're going to use those to give some away as prizes for some things. Uh, might be for sh- sharing a show at some point. It might be for for another thing. But we also do something else. We will charge you the shipping, and we will ask you for a small gift because every once in a while, what we do is we find somebody that needs help, and we've done it before. If you're a follower on our Facebook page, you know that sometimes we'll say, "Hey, we know somebody that has a need," and we'll sell some monkey merch or something we'll auction something off or but anything we do along these lines it's not to make money it's it's to help someone out so if you want one of the deluxe uh, mirrored head buttons and they're square like a little mini album cover uh, we will make those available through our Facebook page and we'll tell you how you can get one so there you go but again there's only 200 made period so that's it Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, get yours. That's right. However you got to get it, get it. But it's a it's a good way for you to help someone and a good way to get something cool and share the love, yeah, right? Exactly. Share the love, share sharing is caring, all that kind of good stuff. Yep. Just, you know, spread spread the monkey love. Get something, give something. That's it. That's what it was. Yeah. There's your catchphrase. I'll get it. I'll, I want my t-shirt to say that. Okay, very good. Well, and, and, you know, anything you buy from Zilch, whether it's a T-shirt or anything, all that money goes to help someone. So mm-hmm. it's, very, it's a very cool thing that we've been able to figure out how to do. So thank you in advance. So that was this episode of Zilch. We want to remind you to go to alongcamejonesmedia.com, and you can find When the World and I Were Young snapshots from the collection of Davy Jones. Yes. So, no, no, no. But in closing, there's something important that you and I both feel we need to do. And Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a loss in the Monkees family uh, this week. And Debbie Martin passed away. She she lost in her struggle with cancer. And she was a very fun person, full of life and full of love. And uh, I know that uh, the folks over at Davy Jones Media shared it, and we've shared it on the Zilch page. And uh, just our heart goes out to her family, loved one, and her friends. And uh, she will be missed. It's she was a great person in the monkeys community, right? Mm-hmm. 
And if you hop over to the Written in Our Hearts page, they posted a video of her playing Daydream Believer instrumental that is just beautiful. Well, here is Debbie Martin. We miss you, Debbie. Good luck in your journey. Safe travels. Yes. We'll see you all in the next episode of Zilch. Be good to one another. Thank you for being on the show. We'll see you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. our show. Zilch is an online non-profit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. Oh, I know <laughs> we almost let you get away with this. Ready to do it? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to – hold on, hold on. Hold All right, on. hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let, me, let me see if I can find what I was, what I was going to find. I was, was going right. to find one of the few instruments I'm capable of playing. Oh. Hold on. I just have to dig it out. Here we go. I'm almost there. That's all right. All right. Where is it? This is a long tradition in my family. Oh, my. And <clears throat> where is it? Okay. Oh, crap. It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm not going to do that then. Huh. All right. All right. Well, so get a I... grip, man. Get a grip. <laughs> I was looking for my kazoo. I have this great kazoo that I was going to play, and somebody has misappropriated my kazoo. So, mm. all right. All right. Here we go. All right. Without further ado, I, I like to do this to uh, anyone who's brave enough to be a co-host on here. Ready? Because you're mean. Here we Here come. We come. Walking, Walking down, the, down street. the street. We get the we get funniest, the funniest looks, looks from everyone, everyone we, meet. we meet. And we're out. Yep. <laughs>